This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 286. There is a still small voice inside that knows the way, that knows the quickest route from where you are today to where you desire to be in that vision. And when you prioritize the work, the internal work of sifting through and maybe coaching it out and maybe doing the things you need to do to orient yourself to your voice and it's unique. It's not going to sound like anyone else's. There is no playbook. There is no business coach that could ever tell you all the things, right? They can just hold space for you to, to unpack what that voice is, is saying to you, but it's there. It's there and it's your GPS. It's your North Star. It's guiding you and it wants to guide you. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. Happy May! Where did the first four months of the year go? Kind of blows my mind how the older I get, the faster time seems to go. I used to hear that as a kid and think it was a bunch of baloney, but I'm thinking that there's something there. So I hope that the first one third of the year brought you incredible success and focus and passion for what you do and that you are excited and planful for the next two-thirds of the year. When I think about the first third of the year with the Star Coach Show, I'm just so grateful for the incredible guests that we had and come on board and share their expertise. If you missed any of the shows from the first part of the year, I just recommend that you go to starcoachshow.com and peruse what has already come out this year because there was some real gems there. And as a little teaser, I have been having the best conversations with our upcoming guests. I have several guests who are lined up, ready to go, and they are excited to spend time with you and bring their expertise to you. So this year is going to be amazing. My guest today is a beautiful example of that. Taryn Watts is a professional certified coach. She's the founder of the Mind Rebel Academy, which trains and supports world-class coaches around the globe to help them step into their life's work. Taryn created the revolutionary Mind Rebel Method. In today's interview, we're going to talk a little bit about the her methodology about a framework that she's going to challenge us to step into to get really heart-centered about the work that we're passionate about. And this is what's so neat about what she is sharing with us today. Yes, you can apply it to your work and yourself. It's also a great tool for you to use with the people with whom you work. Getting on the right path in the right direction is what we all need to do. And Taryn is generous enough to share this framework with us so that we can move in that direction and create the kind of clarity that we want. You will 
absolutely be inspired by Taryn. She is such a beautiful spirit. It was so calming and delightful to spend time with her that I am super excited for you to be able to spend time with her as well. So let's go to my interview with Taryn Watts. Taryn Watts, welcome to the Star Coach Show. I have been looking forward to spending time with you. Me too, Meg. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We are going to be talking about what is it that, that we do to create a soul-led business and what that is and how that can actually become easier to do with the framework that Taryn's going to share with us. So we have lots of good information to move into. And I'd love to start first with what it is that lights you up about what you did, what you do right now, how you created the business and the school that you have. So let's learn a little bit about the journey you've walked. Sure. So I have been a coach for over a decade and, you know, I worked in the nine to five corporate world, did my coaching training and my coaching certification in the evenings. And it wasn't really until I actually, I actually became a mom the day I graduated from my coach training. Oh, what a beautiful yeah. day for you. It was a beautiful day. And in that day, I had found my two passions, truly motherhood and coaching. And, you know, it wasn't until I was, had my second child, which was my last child. And I, I went back to my, my corporate nine to five job and realized that I needed to, if I'm going to be away from my babies, if they're going to be at home from the nanny, I can't be in a job that I'm not passionate about. And so I created this plan and I decided I am going to become a coach. I am going to launch my business. I am going to, I want to get my kids on and off the bus every day. I want to build a business that suits my life. And so I did that. (laughs) I did it. And very shortly after that, I pivoted my business from one-on-one coaching to training coaches and accrediting them through our program that's accredited through the International Coaching Federation. And the rest is just, is truly, as they say, the rest is history. And every step along the way, Meg, I allowed something wiser inside of me (laughs) to guide my choices and decisions. Now, that is not to say fear or limiting beliefs did not get in the way. In fact, they get in the way every day. (laughs) But what I really want to talk to you about today is how to build what I call a soul-led business that accesses a part of each one of us that is wiser and that seems to know something that our perhaps our logical mind doesn't. So I found that when I was able to tap into that part of me and make choices and decisions and actions in alignment with that part of me versus, you know, all the other, all the fears, all the other other stories we tell ourselves that actually kind of cover up that wisdom if we allow it. So it mutes that voice or it, it, so how powerful that we're going to figure out how do we turn the volume up on that, even in the face of, of the reality that we have fears and anxieties and stories and, and information coming in from lots of different sources, huh? From everywhere. I'm not sure it's ever been so loud. It is so loud right now. 
And the loudness, you're right, crowds our internal Mm -hmm. world. And it's hard to sift through and discern. What is that voice? Is that other people's voices? Or is that that voice of wisdom that knows the way? So I hope that part of what we're going to do today is to help figure out how we fine tune so that we do understand if it's that voice, or if it's something else that we're thinking is that like, how do we discern where that wisdom is, and, and that it really is our wisdom versus something else that might be playing that role. Yeah, excellent. So part of, you know, when, when we were talking about this, you said, Building a soul-led business is really using a heart-centered framework, using a framework that you've established through your Mind Rebel coaching program. And where do we want to start in that plan? All right. Let's start with the top. Let's start at the top of the plan. So the very first thing that we need, no matter what stage we are in our business, this is an evolving uh, an ever expanding and an ever growing process. It's this is I call this the Mind Rebel Coaching Plan, and I'm going to walk you through these four steps of the plan. And the plan starts with with a vision and getting really clear on what we want for our businesses. What do we? What is that vision for our business? How are we expressing ourselves in the world? What are we doing? How are we working with our clients? Are we on stages? Are we on podcasts? Are we writing books? How are we? What does our day look like? Is it spacious? Is it busy? Is it, what do our weekends look like? What is a family? What, what does work-life balance look like? And whenever I'm walking someone through this part of the coaching plan, mm-hmm. I always say permission to dream big here. So good. And I think I want to like create the clarity that Taryn's talking about in this is the vision for where you want to be. So if what you're living currently is not that vision, creating the difference in that you might be incredibly busy right now, you might not be on stages, but you want to be on stages, you might be nine to five, and your vision is actually to grow into an entrepreneurship. So the right. vision, it's like, what, what is that vision for you? Because if we don't create a vision, we're very, it's not as likely to get, I mean, if we don't know where we're going, any road is going to get us there, but are we really going to be happy when we get to where we want to be? So the vision is what's your heart telling you? What's, what else yeah. do you want to kind of define about that vision? If any, yeah, that's a great point, Meg, is that this vision feels like a stretch, right? It feels like this, what is the greatest vision you could hold for your life in this area? And it should be aspirational. It should be, it should make your heart want to like ooze out of your chest. And I think that really getting into the why behind the pieces of the vision. So when I was working my corporate nine to five job, and I was building up my coaching practice on the side. So I was working you know, evenings and weekends. I had two, a one-year-old and a two-year-old at home. I, it was just a really crazy time. But I had a vision. <laughs> and that vision fueled that time in my life and helped me to give me the energy, helped me to stay on course because the vision of where I was going was so crystal clear. So important. I mean, just think about what Taryn just said there. 
it, there are so many benefits to having that vision, but, and and a huge part of that is once you know where you want to go, you will move mountains to get there. Yeah. You will move mountains to get there. And I feel like the, the potency of the vision is found in the, in the why of the things of the vision. So let me give you an example, please. Some of my vision was about like very specific, actually, you know, at one point when I was in that nine to five job, one of my, one of the lines in my vision statement was I will impact 1 million lives. And that was like a very aspir. at the time I was <laughs> not impacting a million lives. That's for sure. And I, but the why, and I got really clear about what, what did that mean to me? What did that why mean to me? And it was that I really wanted to make impact in this world. I wanted to leave a legacy. I wanted to help other humans step into and, and fulfill their potential because I truly believe that one human stepping into their potential creates ripple effects that will be felt for generations to come. And that's how we're going to change the world. And I wanted to be part of that. And so it wasn't just like, I want to impact 1 million lives. It was like, there was like a lot of meat and like depth behind that, that, you know, got my internal juices flowing, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak, yeah. and attached a lot of meaning to the vision. So write out the vision statement. And a tip is to write it out as if it's happening today. So I created a vision statement that set, that started with, I am, I am impacting 1 million lives. I am home with my kids, getting them on and off the bus every day, working for myself. I have an overflowing, I can still recite it. And this was so many years ago, but I have an overflowing roster of clients, you know, and soulmate clients and even though those things weren't right, there was a big gap between where I was (laughs) and what I wanted, but getting really clear about your vision is the first step. And dating it in the present makes your mind say, oh, so snap to it. I'm making this happen because it's, and if you say I will, then that I will is always something you're working towards. I am makes it happen. Yeah. And when you read it, when you recite it to yourself, you start to embody the energy of what does it mean to be a woman who is impacting 1 million lives? What does it mean to be a woman who has a thriving business, who can sustain her family, who can get her kids on and off the bus? Like those were things I could only imagine then. But I I really, I truly wanted to embody all of those things. And that's why the I am, the present tense, and then reading that vision statement to myself every day, you mm-hmm. know, and staying so that that's the North Star. That's right. where we're going. And that was a stretch for you at the time. Yes. And reading it every day, what did that do for the any fear or self-doubt that you might had about it yes. being a reality? That's a great question. I believe that the bigger the vision, the greater the fear and the greater the self-doubt. Right. (laughs) Right. And so, but I think that when we start to accept that as part of the process, now I expect it. That those limiting beliefs, I call that your rebel mind, that Mm -hmm. fear and those limiting beliefs are, we all have these rebel minds that tell us we're not enough. We can't. All the reasons why that vision is not for you or cannot be achieved by you. And the more we recognize that part of ourselves that that is trying to sabotage us and just say, okay, I see you. I see what you're trying to do there, but we're going to take a step forward anyway. 
because there is a wiser and there is a more still calm voice of knowing that is so deeply connected to that vision for the, for your life. And it's really making this unprecedented commitment to yourself, to listening to that voice above all others, including all the internal voices and the external voices. Because I got to tell you, creating a big vision like that, that was a vision that was hard to tell people at the time, right? Right. Because people couldn't hold that for me. They couldn't, they would just kind of project their limiting beliefs onto me or all the reasons why that's not possible. And so there's a lot of noise quieting down we need to do to listen to that inner knowing. And almost being well, discerning as well about who am I going to trust with my vision? Because not everybody in our life can hold that space or, or might feel compelled to, to take a role to squelch your vision. And so we, we have to be cautious about who we share with. We do. And I believe that if someone cannot hold a beautiful, big, bold vision for themselves, Mm-hmm. They can't hold it for other people. Right. That's the beauty of coaches, right? As coaches, we're trained not to project our stuff onto our clients, but to hold the expansiveness of the space for them so that they can grow into their vision. Right. Yeah. Oh, so good. So anything else about such good stuff, just about the clear vision? Part? Okay. So just clear vision. That's mm-hmm. step one. Create that clear vision. Write it out as an I am, like an affirmation statement. Read it to yourself daily to get into the the feelings of that vision. Okay, so after the vision is done, the next step is to create some milestones for yourself. So I love to imagine, I'll, I'll get you all to imagine this with me, but I love to imagine this plan as really helping to close the gap from where you are today to where you want to be. So I want you to imagine yourself in a forest and on a path, okay? So you're in this beautiful, magical forest and you are here and you're, you're on this winding path and you cannot see every twist and turn in the road. You don't know what's ahead of you. You can actually only see a couple steps ahead of you at a time, but you have plugged in the GPS to where you're going. And that's the vision you've plugged it into your kind of your internal guidance system. And, and so you have a sense of this is where I'm going, but I don't know the route to get there. And so milestones are you kind of energetically kind of getting yourself on the route on the plan or on the map rather and plotting out one to three no more than three one to three perhaps like pins on the path Mm -hmm. to get you there and these must be fluid And, and i'll talk about that in just a moment but these must be fluid in that they can change they can change because as you move forward, and Meg, you, you've probably experienced this in your own career, our minds, when, when we have a big vision, right. our minds, the first thing our minds will want to do is map out every step of the way. It, my mind will want to know, every, my mind wanted to know, how am I going to impact a million people? When am I leaving my corporate job? How much money am I going to make? When is it going to be safe to do this? It, my mind wanted to map out Everything Every step. Where, where are these thriving practice people going to come from? Yes. All of it. But we don't have all of it. Right. And that's why I talk about this being a soul-led business, because we don't have all of the pieces of the puzzle. We really don't. We can intuitively feel into 
what could feel like plots on the, you know, like little pins on the mm-hmm. map and some milestones. So for example, when I had made that, that statement in my vision about impacting a million lives, one of the little milestones I put was, I'm, I think I'm going to write a book. That's a way to reach a lot of people. And so I put that there with some dates attached to it and some measurability attached to it, but also with the flexibility that as I take steps forward, new information is going to emerge, new puzzles to, or pieces to the puzzle will come, new people, new chance encounters, new information, and the, the map will get clearer and clearer and clearer. And in fact, the vision itself will get clearer and clearer and clearer. So those milestones might change. So that's step two. We Just have to be able to have that. the flexibility to, that's right. to, to take in the new information and learn from it and, and yeah. pivot if need be. And pivot. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so we've got the vision. We've got some got pins on. mapped out on the, and the next step of the plan is choices. So choices, meaning who am I being? How am I showing up in the world inside that vision? Because I guarantee the version of you inside your vision is different than the version of you standing here today. The version of me impacting a million lives and you know, home with my kids and doing, being a CEO and a businesswoman was very different than the version of me who I was then. And so these choices, these aligned choices are help you get really clear about the kind of human you are and the choices you are making. So for example, a choice could be, and I, and I believe a choice was at that time was I speak my truth unapologetically and choices should feel stretchy because I wasn't speaking my truth unapologetically. In fact, I was terrified at that time to even say, I'm a coach. Like I couldn't even get the words out. I'm a coach. Who am I to be a coach? Who am I to have these visions for my life? And so these choices are, and again, one to three, no more than three, but these like really affirming statements about how you're showing up in the world. Does that make sense, Meg? It makes perfect sense. So we're Gonna and each thing leads. So the vision leads That's to right. the milestones. Yes. The milestones and having that flexibility in the milestones supports choices because you know we're having to make choices to make those milestones happen as well. That's right. Yes, absolutely. And the whole process is fluid. This can change. I have my coaching plan on my desktop. I update this once a month and update the choices and the goals and all the things to mm-hmm. make sure I'm always kind of checking in and I'm using, we're in this process again, we're really discerning between the voice of wisdom and all the other voices inside. And we know because the voice of wisdom feels like truth and knowing in our bodies and that becomes our compass. So when we're stepping into a new choice, we're, we're like, we're feeling into that in our bodies when I thought about speaking my truth unapologetically, well, that like, I always say, like, if it terrifies your mind and stirs your soul, that's the sweet spot. And that's what it did. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, this feels stretchy, but this feels true and right. And this is how I want to be in the world. So another, you know, when we think about, is it really our inner wisdom voice? One yeah. of the things is when you go against it, what I'm willing to bet anytime you've gone against your inner wisdom voice, 
you can track back to the cost of going against your inner wisdom voice, if that yeah. makes sense. I don't, it, I don't want to talk about in the way of cost, but it is. I mean, when we, when anytime I've told myself this either isn't a great fit for me or this isn't the best, but I've done it anyway, because maybe my fear has told me, but it's income or my fear has told me, well, they're going to be upset with you if you don't or, or whatever that situation is. I can track back to, I didn't listen to my inner wisdom. Every single time. Yeah. And if we go back to our visual, every time we make a choice, a decision, or an action that goes against our inner wisdom, as you said, Meg, it's like we take a step off our path and we're in the bushes. Yes. And when we're in the bushes, we know we're in the bushes because we're overthinking things. Life feels hard. It's resistant. It's contractions. It's yeah. got to right? step and over things and around just, things. And we've got yeah. the, the thorns and the bushes are pulling right. on us. And, and yet we're trudging ahead because, because whatever, whether it's stubbornness or fear or whatever. So what do we have to do to take a step back onto the path? Yeah. So the most important thing to know is that the path even I have camped out for years in the bushes. Like I've been in the detoured route, camped out with a tent for years and have felt so far away from my path. But I think what the most important thing to remember is that the path is always one choice away, right? Like it's really one choice away. It's one step away. And it might just be like, you know, have that hard conversation or you know, let go of that client that's really not working for me or whatever it might be, but it's that thing that scares you a little bit inside, right? but that you know to be true and right. And that's the choice that gets us back onto the path. Because the other way to look at that is if you have things that are blocking the path, the scariness of letting them go, but you've got to make space for what's on the path. And if you're feeling your space with things that aren't a fit, there's not going to be room for the things that are. That's right. Yeah. So I love that. It's just one choice away. Not an easy choice per se, No. but one choice away. The path is there, but it's going to take a choice. Oh, it's very powerful, Taryn. So powerful. Mm, Yeah. I believe that the quickest way to close the gap from where we are today to where we desire to be in that vision is to begin showing up as that version of ourselves today, despite current circumstances. And if you think about that, that becomes our choices. So for me, for, you know, if I look at who I was before, when I was bit, when I was first, like, I'm a coach, will you, can I, I can, I can coach you when I was building my coaching Mm -hmm. practice up with this big vision my, the gap was who I was being, right? And so embodying, that's why choices are so powerful, but embodying the version of me that was so authentically confident with what I could do and the things I could offer and the abilities of, of, my, of the coaching I can offer and even my abilities as a businesswoman because mm-hmm. I didn't, I had to trust myself inside of that space as well. It was a whole new world. Right. It was really owning that part of me and that and today, despite current circumstances, right? And I think that's a really important, really important piece to this puzzle. So we've got a vision. We've got pins, the milestones. Milestones. We are getting really clear about who am I being in this vision and how do I embody that today? How do I Mm -hmm. make those choices today? 
And then the, the last piece of this coaching plan is from this orientation, because again, like you said, they all feed into one another, but from this orientation on the path, what are the one to three next best steps right in front of me? The one to three next best steps that I can see right in front of me. No more than three. I will say like, if you like more than three steps, just have a backlog. I have a backlog. I have post-its that are, that's like my backlog for next steps, but only prioritize three because sometimes you have to do discernment work. Is this a choice coming from fear? Is it coming from someone else's opinion? Is this truly what my wisdom knows to be true? Like, is this, is this what, and so that takes time to right. discern. And to make really informed and intentional steps forward on your path. And so no more than three, because anything more than that can get overwhelming. And as we just talked about, as you take those next three steps, the path will continue to unfold and new information and new pieces of the puzzle and new people, new will, will come into your reality and you'll have more information to make your next three steps. Right. And so then your next. With new opportunity even. I mean, if right. you're way down the line and then something opens up, rather than being able to really evaluate it as an opportunity, if you're already right kind of cemented in 15 steps down the line, what opportunities might you say no to based That's upon right. being too far planned ahead, if that makes yeah, sense. I, I'm so, I yeah, that. I'm so eloquent, but yeah, I think we understood yes. what I said. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what happened, Meg, when I pivoted from one-on-one coaching to developing the Mind Rebel Academy and, and training coaches. You know, I had said that one of my milestones goals was to write a book. Mm-hmm. Had I been so fixated on that as like the way to get to the vision, right. it was the way I would have missed the next best steps that were right in front of me. Because shortly after that, I started to hear these, I call them, you know, the the whispers of life or the whispers Mm -hmm. of the universe. And it came in the form of clients and friends and partners who were asking me, can you train me to do what you just did for me? And had I been so fixated on the book, I would have said, no, <laughs> I'm a coach. I'm not a teacher. Wait till I re- write the book. You can right, read, the you book. read the book. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so open and responsive that I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take a step forward. What would it take to create a world-class coaching program? My next step was I'm going to reach out to the ICF and see what would it would take. Could I do this? I'm a one woman shop at this point. And it was just step after step after step. And before you knew it, I created a world-class coaching academy, just using this exact process. And this has been, again, the process that has, you know, guided me every step of the way. And that is not to say I've made choices. I've never made a choice or a next best step off the path. I have all the time, but I know that the path is always one step away, one choice away to get back on. And the other cool thing is I've always learned so much from the bushes, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, what, what happened there? What was that fear getting in the way or that limiting belief getting in the way? And I'll unpack that and I'll, I'll learn from that. I'll maybe refine my vision or refine my choices and come back to anchoring into this plan. And I love that because what's our tendency as human beings to like beat ourselves up or I can't believe I'm in the bushes again right. or what? 
rather than, okay, I'm here for a reason. What can I learn from being and how do I then make the choice to get back on the path? So important. Oh, so important. Taryn, this is such great information, Uh, not just information. It's a it's literally a framework that allows us to be kind to ourselves, allows us to encourages us to, to be open to the wisdom within and gives us permission to be able to say, and how do I do that? Not 15 steps ahead. How do I, what's in front of me? One, two, three. Um, what have we left on the table that we might want to explore regarding this framework as unfortunately our time is already kind of coming to a close. I think what I'd love to just to leave the listeners with is that there is a still small voice inside that knows the way that knows the quickest route from where you are today to where you desire to be in that vision. And when you prioritize the work, like the, the internal work of sifting through and maybe coaching it out and maybe doing the things you need to do to orient yourself to your voice. And it's unique. It's not going to sound like anyone else's. There is no playbook. There is no business coach that could ever tell you all the things, right? They can just hold space for you to to unpack what that voice is, is saying to you, but it's there. It's there and it's your GPS. It's your North star. It's your, it's guiding you and it wants to guide you. And so if I could leave you with one thing is just to begin to quiet down the noise of the world, to begin orienting yourself inward towards that voice that knows the way. So important. Thank you for that. And understanding that frustrations might come up and, and, bringing it back and bringing it it's not a flip of the switch all the time no um more like a ping pong match that's what I call it's a ping pong match of my brain my my rebel mind's like no it's too scary my soul's like it's okay take that step and my rebel mind's like no but I can't and sometimes it's a ping pong match and be gentle and gracious with yourself through through that through that match because you're worth it Taryn, how can people learn more about you and the work that you do? Yeah. So people can find the Mind Rebel Academy on Instagram or Facebook. And they, we, you can also visit our website. It's www.themindrebel.com. And on our website, we have a three steps to alignment masterclass that people can download and kind of dive deeper into some coaching frameworks. And uh, that's a way that we can, we can connect. Wonderful. We will have links for that in the show notes for this episode. Taryn, it was such a joy to spend time with you. Thank you You so much. Thank you. So there you have a framework that's doable that will hopefully build confidence, build clarity, and allow you to give yourself room to grow without that critical voice getting after you. So thank you again to Taryn Watts for joining the Star Coach Show. If you want to grab the links that she was talking about, go to starcoachshow.com slash 286. That's starcoachshow.com slash 286. In her members only bonus question, that will be in the membership community that is opening this month. 
Karen talks about how to engage and redirect in a coach-like way a client who is verbose or rambling and you're not certain how to kind of help get them back on track again, she gives us some great tips on how to do that. So keep your eyes open for the membership community. Next week, I am excited to welcome Master Certified Coach Donna Zajon to the show. We're going to be talking about how to deepen creativity and strengthen your impact as a coach, how to move from being reactive to engaging, and how to just be aware of the chatter that's going on inside and connect with your clients. Super excited to bring Donna to the show next week. So please come back for more great strategies, tools, and resources on coaching. As always, if you are enjoying the show, leaving a rate and review wherever you listen helps other coaches find the show. So until next week, this is Meg Grenchler. I wish you the very best for your coaching success, for your relationships, for taking good care of yourself this week. We'll see you next week. 